I went to a marvelous party. Christopher, this is only going to work if we speak one at a time. Fine, you first, Eric. Sunset Strip in beautiful West Hollywood, California. It's the Dinner Party Show with Christopher Rice and Eric Shaw Quinn, the internet's first live comedy variety show. Featuring special correspondents from the worlds of entertainment, politics, and lousy relationships. Everyone gets served. Tonight's live cast is streaming to you through thedinnerpartyshow.com with your hosts, New York Times best-selling novelists Christopher Rice and Eric Shaw Quinn. This is Brett Artery coming to you live from outside the Dinner Party Show studios in West Hollywood, California on the Sunset Strip. A location Dinner Party Show co-host Christopher Rice and Eric Shaw Quinn do their best to keep secret so they aren't killed by fans of Edward Snowden or the writing staff of Da Vinci's Demons. But today, host Eric Shaw Quinn has been forced to address the gathering crowd of reporters out front as questions rage about the disappearance of beloved Dinner Party Show critic at large, Jordan Ampersand. Beloved? And now, let us go to the aforementioned press conference already in progress just across from several unsavory Sunset Strip businesses they've begged me not to mention. Mr. Quinn, Mr. Quinn, over here, Mr. Quinn, Mr. Quinn, over here, Mr. Quinn, over here, Mr. Quinn, what is your response to reports that critic at large Jordan Ampersand was last seen being carried off by an Australian crocodile on a golf course in Sydney? Do you have an address for the crocodile? I'd love to send him a fruit basket and some penicillin. Next question. Mr. Quinn. Uh, over here. Quinn. Yes, yes. You, down front. Isn't it true the only reason your little dinner party show is still on the air is due to the increasing popularity of your critic at large, Jordan Ampersand? Oh, it's not true. Jordan is the reason our insurance premiums are three times what they should be. He alienates large groups of people every time he files a report, and no one ever knows what's going to come flying out of his little mouth when he speaks. In other words, he's perfect for talk radio. Burning down the studio is never good for talk radio. And pardon me, but The Dinner Party Show is a comedy variety show. You make it sound like it's just some excuse for two liberal loudmouths to kick back and give their opinions about politics and entertainment and everything. And promote your own books, yeah. All right. <laughs> All right. Uh, thanks. Uh, next question. Mr. Quinn. Mr. Yes, Quinn. Well, I think what we're trying to get at here, Mr. Quinn, is that despite the fact that Jordan Apperson is one of the most popular correspondents, no one affiliated with the dinner party show seems to be all that upset he's gone missing. <laughs> The BBC is here? Why is the BBC here? This is Jordan Ampersand we're talking about here. Along those lines, Mr. Queen, I might ask why your co-host, Christopher Royce, isn't here. 
The Heavens Rise, my first supernatural thriller is Oh, fuck it. Seriously, I can't say this crap anymore. Just buy the book already. All of you, listen up and listen good. No one affiliated with The Dinner Party Show had anything to do with Jordan Ampersand's disappearance. The last we heard, Jordan was on his way back to New York City to, and I'm using air quotes here, rescue his best friend Fitzpatrick, who moved there most likely to get away from Jordan. If they're best friends, why was he trying to get away from him? Best friends don't check their best friends out of rehab just because they need a good drinking buddy. Oh, I beg to differ. You would. You're British. Go have a pint of something. Anyway, the point I'm trying to make here is... Excuse me, excuse me, excuse me, excuse me. I'm just now getting word from the Canadian version of CNN I can never remember the letters for that a small, screaming individual matching Jordan Ampersand's physical description was recently detained at Toronto's Lester Pearson International Airport. And just who is this Lester Pearson? Indeed, I demand to know who Lester Pearson is immediately. Is he related to their crack-smoking mayor? Details of this Pearson fellow, pronto! That's not the point, you grasping, fake, scandal-mongering morons. The point is, it seems we might finally have some clue as to the recent whereabouts of Jordan Ampersand. And I'm pleased to report that customs agents and airport police have just released the audio of his interrogation at the hands of allegedly polite Canadian airport police. Let's roll the tape. Why am I being held prisoner? You've got a flight attendant, hey? Yeah, well, Canadians are not as polite as everyone says. You bet a flight attendant. She was being totally unreasonable about my service animal. It's unreasonable? And a pill bottle is not a circus animal, eh? It has the same effect. I'm a nervous flyer. Not so nervous that you wouldn't stop doing the lip sync to a Kesha song up and down the aisle of the plane for 15 minutes. No, but see, that's how I deal with fear of flying, either through medication prescribed by friends or creative movement. Don't you mean dancing? No, creative movement is dancing on prescription medication. So it's not one or the other? You prefer to do both at the same time? Then I have to become famous again. Again? 
yeah, maybe I'm not famous in Canada because you're also busy having health care or whatever. But in the U.S., I'm a really big deal. And when Fitzpatrick and I first became friends in the bathroom stall at Rage, it's because I just saw this hot new reality show called Piano Run. Was it about small gay men learning how to play the piano? No, it was about future celebrities running down the street while they tried to drop pianos on them from a crane. Sounds dangerous. Kinda, but the pianos were full of cake frosting to soften the blow and make it yummy. Anyway, the point, Kennedy, is that if Fitzpatrick's gonna finally admit that New York is a giant trash island infested by half-dead theater queens, it'll be because I'm famous again and he wants back in my orbit. But no game shows for me this time. This time I'll need a reality show that's higher profile. I'll need a celebrity star at my side who has destroyed his chances of doing anything other than embarrassing himself on the international stage. And who better than your mayor, Rob Ford? Now that I think about it, you're exactly what our mayor deserves. Uh, I'll take you to him immediately. And now CBC News presents a live press conference with embattled Toronto Mayor Rob Ford and some little gay idiot from America we've never heard of. Hey. Good evening, Canadians. I'm Jordan Ampersand, and I don't appreciate that intro, but the guy who made it is really pale and his nose won't stop running, so I'm not going to slap him because I don't want to get Canada maple flu or whatever it is people have up here. Anyway, tonight, Canada... Say goodbye to Toronto's embattled mayor, Rob Ford. Okay, okay, okay. Maybe not that excited because while he may be leaving Toronto, eh, he's headed to L.A. with me because L.A. is a land of reinvention, especially for crackheads. But before we discuss our forthcoming reality show, Crackin' Ford with Jordan Ampersand, the mayor has something to say about, I don't, I don't know, really. Somebody said something about him. And anyway, he's a mess right now. So get it off your chest, Mayor Ford. We have a plane to catch. I have to uh, take legal action against the waiter that said I was doing lines at the beer market. That is outright lies. That is not true. Oh, maybe think twice about legal action because it costs money and the show's budget is already really big. But I can say here for sure that the mayor will not be visiting any more beer markets, whatever the hell those are, because we'll be filming this show in L.A. and not Mooseland or wherever the hell we are right now. Okay, continue, Mayor Ford. Well, but it hurts my wife when uh, they're calling a friend of mine a prostitute. Alana is not a prostitute. She's a friend, and it makes me sick how people are, are saying this. Uh, okay. Be that as it may, Alana is actually a lot cuter than your wife, so she's going to be on the show and your wife is going to stay here. Alana is actually going to have her own store where she sells boots and vintage candy. Next! Oh, and the last thing was um, Olivia Gonda. It says that I wanted to eat her pussy. Gross, you said the P word! Ew, I can't. What is wrong with you? Whatever, I am out of here. Bullshit, I'm not doing a show with you. You're a crazy crackhead. Gross, you said the P word. Word. <laughs> a shocking press conference indeed, and unfortunately, the end result appears to be that the embattled mayor will not be headed to Hollywood with that small, shrieking gay person after all. And now, fellow Canadians, it's time for your weekly reminder of who Lester Pearson was. The man for whom Toronto's international airport is named was a Canadian professor, civil servant, statesman, diplomat, 
and politician who won the Nobel Prize for Peace in 1957 for organizing the United Nations Emergency Force to resolve the Suez Canal Crisis. And, according to inside sources, never once used the P-word during a press conference. Good night, eh? Sweetheart, aren't you enjoying yourself? You used to love taking a walk through the park in the afternoon. I know, dear. It just, it feels like something's missing this time. Something like... A baby? Now, honey, I thought we agreed. I don't want to... Oh, no, no, no. Me neither. I don't want children. Our sex life will go down the tubes, and then we'll have to say goodbye to weekends in Vegas with our friends. No, no. Look over there. See? I don't remember that stand from last week. It's new. Are those babies? Uh Uh-huh. Do you long for the companionship of an adorable little tyke, but you just can't stand the thought of one spitting up all over your carpet? Well, now there's a solution for folks who want all the fun of a little bundle of joy, but without the messy obligations. Oh, honey, aren't they adorable? Yeah, um, whose are they? One of them can be yours for the next 20 to 45 minutes while you stroll around this park. That's the joy of rent a baby? That's really your name? You rent people babies? Honey, don't be so hostile. We don't just rent you a baby. We give it to you for that ideal window of time in which their ear-piercing colicky screams seem perfectly charming and adorable. And then what happens? You give it back. What if it's a crazy person who doesn't want to give the baby back? These security bracelets attached to both of the baby's wrists will disable the baby if it's taken more than 50 yards from the park's entrance. Disable the baby? What does that even mean? And if that fails, trained snipers have been stationed at strategic locations around the park's perimeter. You're going to shoot at someone holding a baby? Oh, honey, will you relax? It's just a baby. Just a baby? Are you crazy? I'll take a black one, please. Well, that's refreshing. This is insane. Shut up and start walking. We've only got 20 minutes with this thing. Rent-a-baby. Liven up your boring old stroll through the park with a giggly little goose and a very uncomfortable debate about the sanctity of human life. I'm Christopher Rice. And I'm Eric Shaw Quinn, and we're the hosts of The Dinner Party Show. Our show is free across a variety of platforms. To listen live every Sunday evening at 8 p.m. Eastern, 5 p.m. Pacific, head to thedinnerpartyshow.com and click on the black radio icon at the top left corner of the screen. And when we're not doing a live show, our player streams several of our most recent episodes for your continuous enjoyment. A podcast of The Complete Show posts to iTunes and the show archive on our website the day after the show debuts. So don't forget to subscribe and leave a good review if you like what you hear. For faster, easier downloading, we now include the entire show in a single podcast. Just look for our mono version on iTunes and in our show archive. But for those who would like to enjoy the best sound quality, we still post our show in four segments, all in stereo. Subscribers should click the iTunes setting Get All Episodes to make sure all versions of the show are downloading automatically. If you're already subscribed and happy with your downloads, 
You don't need to change a thing. You don't have to be stuck in front of your computer to enjoy our live shows or our stream. We have mobile apps available for both Android and Apple devices that allow you to open our player anywhere you are in the world. In other words, you just can't get away from us. I'm Christopher Rice. And I'm Eric Shaw Quinn. And we've taken away all your excuses not to listen to The Dinner Party Show. I'm Christopher Rice, and you're listening to another incessant promo for The Dinner Party Show. On our forthcoming episode, Eric Shaw Quinn visits a newly opened snake farm and enjoys barbecue with a group of right-wing Republican snake handlers who believe the federal government should be the size of a postage stamp resting on the head of Christopher, what are you doing? I just thought I'd knock out a few of these promos while you were out front dealing with those reporters. For which shows? Uh, we haven't really talked about those shows yet. We're just going to run the promos and put it on. Hey, great job with the reporters out front, by the way. Especially that British lady. She was crying. She was drunk. Listen, how did we miss Jordan Ampersand doing a press conference with the mayor of Toronto? Nobody pays attention to Canada. Right. Like the bang-up job we're doing ignoring the Rob Ford scandal. That's different. There's crack involved. I know. Jordan did a press conference with Rob Ford. He's lost his mind. He thinks if he finds a way to make himself famous again, Fitzpatrick will come back from New York. It's ridiculous. God, please tell me he hasn't managed to insert himself into any other news stories from the past few weeks. Please. Okay, I can't really make that promise, but let me do a little Googling here and see. All right, let's see. Search terms. Pocket, gay, idiot, horrible, shallow, pill popper, coke whore, great butt. Voice-like cross between a gymnast and Fran Drescher. Uh-huh. Let's see what that turns up. Okay. Well, there's that porn he did that's supposedly not oh, porn. God. Yeah, I don't need to see that. What else is there? Oh, dear. No. How could he? This can't be right. This... Oh, my God. Look, there's a video. Just just click on it, please. Just, just click on it now. I can't drag this out any longer. I'm Christy Greenamaka, coming to you live from the Embarcadero in downtown San Francisco, where it seems as if the entire city has come together to do something other than stare down its nose at Los Angeles. With the world watching via social media, 12,000 volunteers and the Make-A-Wish Foundation have transformed parts of San Francisco into Gotham City. All so that a five-year-old named Miles can be a hero for a day. Miles, who finished his last round of chemotherapy this June and is currently in remission from leukemia, has inspired the hearts of people from around the globe. Let's talk to the crowd as we await the arrival of a brave little boy people are calling Bat Kid. Good evening, sir. What brought you out to see Bat Kid today? (sighs) It's just been such a hard few years for a lot of people. We, we lost our home during the financial crash of 2008. It took me years to find another job. There's just something about the courage of a five-year-old boy standing up to cancer that I, I thought would inspire the kids and everyone else. It, it's just wonderful. It really is. It's a new story that no one could possibly ruin. Oh, and excuse me, sir, but I'm being told that Bat Kid approaches. We're going to move up front so we can get a better angle. Now, if you're not aware, a series of challenges have been set up for Bat Kid at various locations throughout the city. Earlier today, he rescued a woman who was tied to a bomb on some cable car tracks. 
And here in the Embarcadero, it looks like, well, uh, there's a rather large woman in a muumuu eating ice cream on a bench with some shopping bags. And I'm, I'm not sure what she needs to be rescued from, but here he is. It's Bat Kid. Uh, here he comes. He's accompanied by Batman, it seems. And okay. They're running to the woman, and he's tearing the ice cream out of her hand, and he's giving her cold-pressed juice, it seems. I can, I can see the label. I, I think I actually shop at that store, but I'm not really sure why. Uh, okay, he's trying to take the muumuu off her, but she's resisting, and he's holding up a new outfit and indicating that she should put it on. And it appears Batman, who is standing next to him, is not fully in costume anymore, and... Well, he's, he's got the mask and the ears on, but his chest is exposed, and he's wearing some kind of harness. And it's a very, very hairy chest he's got. I, I am really confused right now, and uh, uh, apparently I'm not the only one because other people in the crowd are making noises. Okay, okay, it, it appears Bat Kid is giving this woman some kind of makeover. Uh, okay, now... Now, now he and the large woman are fighting because he clearly wants her to change into the new outfit right here and she's saying something about how she's not a stripper and she didn't get paid for it. Oh, oh, there's punching. There's punching. Okay, they're punching each other now. I, just, I don't think this is part of it unless she's the Riddler or something. I mean, what is going on? There is no butt on Bat Kid's costume. I don't know if it came off or what. Oh my God. Hey, that's not Bat Kid, he's too tall. I'm being told by my reporter that the Embarcadero is not on Bat Kid's route. Apparently this Bat Kid is an imposter. What, I get cold, I wanna be famous too. You ruined Bat Kid! could we not know there was an imposter bat kid matching Jordan Ampersand's description? Now don't look at me. I was on book tour. Right. And you didn't go on Twitter or Facebook once the oh, whole time. Whatever. Well, the good news is apparently nobody else knows imposter bat kid was Jordan. Which is a miracle considering how many people have seen his butt. Let me in. Everyone found out I was imposter bat kid. I'm Christopher Rice. And I'm Eric Shaw Quinn. And this Sunday, December 8th at 8 p.m. Eastern, 5 p.m. Pacific, the Dinner Party Show begins its second season with an all-new two-hour live cast featuring a special guest. She's one of Twitter's most popular comics with a following of over 160,000 people, and her new novel, Confessions of a Hater, was just released this past month. This Sunday, Caprice Crane joins us in studio. Post your questions for one of America's sharpest writers on our Facebook page. That's December 8th, 8 p.m. Eastern, 5 p.m. Pacific, as the Dinner Party Show heads back to the kitchen to cook up some more steaming hot servings. Steaming hot servings? Really? That's the best you could do? Maybe Caprice will think of something better when she's on the show. Here's hoping. I can think of something better right now. tired of other people's children? Multiple studies confirm the likelihood of experiencing an infection or injury caused by someone else's child has tripled in the past year alone. Don't put yourself at the mercy of other people's indulgent parenting styles. Arm yourself with a bottle of new and improved Child Mist. 
from the makers of Wife Stoppers Gum and No Libido Chewing Tobacco comes a brand new test animal approved product that will allow you to hold back the relentless onslaught of rugrats the next time you have to visit your sister. Whether it's your brother's colicky baby who won't stop screaming no matter how much he burps him, or your neighbor's six-year-old who won't stop asking you questions about dinosaurs even though you already told him a hundred times you don't know anything about dinosaurs, Child Mist is there for you. Each spray bottle contains a possibly safe, entirely medicinal blend of three different herbally suggested volumes which places the offending child in a light nap upon contact. Naps range from three to seven hours in duration and that means with just a few sprays of child mist, your Sunday evening family dinner can go from a drool-splattered episode of The Walking Dead to a placid Norman Rockwell painting with a lot of sleeping children in it. Child Mist. Try it today on your neighbor's dog. To find the location of an unauthorized dealer near you, send an email to jm at childmist.com and we'll tell you where to meet our guy who has the stuff. Child Mist. We'll knock them out until you've had a chance to get out. And now... In keeping with the Dinner Party Show's commitment to community enrichment, it's time for another in our ongoing series of public service announcements featuring the people who make the Dinner Party Show what it is. Best served warm. Hi, y'all. I'm Tanya Lee Musgrave, travel consultant for the Dinner Party Show, and this is Best Served Warm. Now, travel can be a very dangerous thing, especially if the people you get on a plane with want to kill you. That's why, on every flight, I recommend bringing dangerous reading material. Now, my widowed friend, Mr. Donald Drummond, when I told him this, he said, Tanya Lee, what the Sam hell are you talking about? How am I supposed to fit my daddy's Luger inside a novel and then get it on a plane? So I said to him, Donald, that is not what I meant, and watch the sass, or that is it, for foot rubs while you make me watch Ice Road Truckers. I meant the title of what you are reading should suggest that you are a dangerous person and then terrorists won't want to mess with you. For example, if you've got one of them Al-Qaedias sitting on your row, who do you think they're going to go after first? The lady reading Entwined with You by Sylvia Day or the one reading Inferno by Dan Brown? Now remember, it's all in the title and not the author. That Stephen King fella sure as hell might be creepy, but his latest book is called Joyland, so I don't think that one's gonna help you much if things go nuts up in the not-so-friendly skies. So remember, when you're flying, don't just act and smell dangerous, you gotta read dangerous, too. I'm Tanya Lee Musgrave, and this is Best Served Warm. You had a whole Katy Perry song. Let me in now. We're still considering it. Considering what? Letting you in. No, no fear. This is the part of the show where you let me back into the studio, finally lose patience with me, and then break down and encourage me to see my situation in a different, more spiritual way. And for like a minute or two, it sounds like I'm going to get it, but then I totally don't, and I go off and I have more adventures. Adventures? Is that what we're calling it? Trying to steal the thunder from a five-year-old boy who heroically fought off a terrible form of cancer? You're calling that an adventure? No, what I had to do to convince that leather daddy to be my Batman 
That was an adventure. Now let me in. These reporters are going to kill me. They're not nice like the girls who work for TMZ. Oh, come now, Jordan Ampersand. Reporters never kill anyone. They just slowly destroy their lives for everyone's enjoyment. And to be quite frank, that's what we're looking forward to. Considering looking forward to. Ah, yes. Let's consider it for a long, long time. Is there more tea? Always. Too bad we don't have a TV in here. I'd love to see how our studio looks in the helicopter shot. (laughs) Check online. They're probably streaming it. Good idea. I don't think you understand. People took this Bat Kid stuff very seriously. Not you, apparently. I took it seriously enough to try to steal his thunder. Listen, you guys, I'm at a crossroads here. If Fitzpatrick doesn't come back from New York, my only life is going to consist of being on your stupid show explaining cool things to not cool people. That's not really a given either. You know what I really love about this? Just a few short hours ago, those reporters outside were acting like Jordan was the only thing that made our show work. Now they're getting ready to string him up the town square. And to think the prospect of being strung up in public would actually frighten some people. But not Jordan. How long has it been since you slept with him? Years. <laughs> and yet, he's still involved with our show. My mother likes him. Your mom who wrote Twilight? That cane isn't gonna hold! You have to let me in! What do you think? I think sometimes you have to let people learn their lessons for themselves. Even when they're really, really stupid? Mm. Well, maybe we can give him a little help. Jordan? Oh, you're gonna let me in? Thanks, I love you for being old. Open the door, please. Jordan, maybe with the whole Fitzpatrick thing, you're just a little bit off base. What do you mean? Open the door! When you were being interrogated in the Toronto airport, you mentioned the night you and Fitzpatrick first met in a bathroom stall at Rage, and you said you'd just been on a reality show, and so you thought you were famous. I was famous, thinking it's something you do. Whatever. The, the point is, there was something else you had that night, something that just might have been the real reason Fitzpatrick wanted to talk to you. Think back, Jordan. Think back to what else you might have had on you that night. Christian Louboutin shoes? No. Diesel jeans? No. A pashmina made out of distressed yak hair? No. I give up. I wasn't wearing underwear. Drugs! <laughs> Everything is more expensive in New York City, Jordan, especially drugs. If you want to lure Fitzpatrick back to L.A., you don't have to get on another mindless reality show. You need to offer him cheap and plentiful illegal drugs. Oh, okay. Lillian, they brought the gate down! Oh, no, Jordan. Not just getting started on your new mission. Good luck. That ought to keep him out of our hair for another 48 hours. And please, for the record, allow us to state that the advice we give Jordan Ampersand is meant to endanger his willfully ignorant way of life and is not to be followed by any of our dear, dear listeners. Unless you left a shitty review of our show on iTunes. Which no one has done, but they might if you keep raising the possibility. Whatever. Well, now that we've answered the question where the fuck is Jordan Ampersand, we can gladly announce that next Sunday at the usual time, we begin season two of The Dinner Party Show. That's right. At 8 p.m. Eastern, 5 p.m. Pacific, we're back to our usual format with a brand new two-hour live cast featuring our special correspondents and not just Jordan. Yeah, I'm not sure Jordan's going to live until next week. That crowd (laughs) sounded really angry. I'm never sure Jordan is going to survive the week. I'm Christopher Rice. And I'm Eric Shaw Quinn. And this concludes our dinner party show special, Where the Fuck is Jordan Ampersand? The answer, running for his life. 
Good night, everyone. Good night.